New from Kenner. Welcome back to the Vintage Collection Podcast. I'm really excited to talk to Tim from Bosque's Bounty uh, once again on the show. It's been a while since we've talked to Tim. Tim, how are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you very much, Victoria. And thank you once again for, for having me on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, the current state of the Vintage Collection, uh, how things have been going lately, where we foresee them going in, in the near term, going into next year and beyond. Uh, lots of things have been developing for the Vintage Collection in terms of how it's been handled, in terms of how Hasbro has been speaking about it, in terms of how things have been selling. So I'm really excited to get into that topic. And then we'll also be talking about predictions that we have for Hasbro PulseCon, which is coming up uh, in about a month from now in October. So we're hoping for some good stuff, and uh, me and Tim will discuss uh, what we think may uh, be announced for PulseCon. So, uh, so Tim, lots of good stuff going on over on your YouTube channel. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you've been focusing on lately on the Bosque's Bounty YouTube channel. Um, well, I've been doing a series called Finish the 96. Um, that's on episode four right now, where I'm just basically going through all the figures of the original Kenner 96 that Hasbro still need to make in the vintage collection because obviously this year they have been having a mini focus on that with those 50th anniversary Walmart exclusives so that series has been going pretty well I've been enjoying doing that and sort of delving into sort of some of the history behind uh, some of the figures from different lines and what have you Mm. Um, yeah, and just catching up on the on the reviews as the figures come in. I managed to get hold of the uh, the Emperor PulseCon exclusive, which I'm sure we'll talk about a bit bit later. But um, I managed to get that somehow from a French uh, retail site. So very lucky to get that. And uh, nice. yeah, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying that set. It's very nice. The, the Emperor's figure's a good figure. So so yes, everything's going smoothly. Enjoying it. Yeah, good stuff. Um, I watched your review on the Emperor uh, Throne Room set last night, and um, it seemed like you like it quite a bit. I know that your box had like a, you said it came like torn, uh, the in inner packaging, the like back backdrop, um, but overall it seemed like you were pretty happy with uh, the figure and, and the actual throne. Yeah, I think, you know, it's 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 an ex a PulseCon exclusive. I can't really expect too much from it it's just basically a nice way of packing up the emperor really with that throne yeah. the box to me really isn't going to be on display but but the throne's nice it fits the figure well and the head sculpt that comes with that particular figure is is really good and i think mix of soft and the hard goods with the hood actually works quite mm. well with that figure which i'm not i'm not really a fan of it on other figures but for that one it works quite well for example the Darth Maul you know that I really don't like the way that the way they've used it with that figure so but this one's uh, good yeah 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 um you know I can't wait to I hope I'm able to get a hold of that exclusive um yours looked really good like the, the face sculpt looks a lot better than the one that comes single packed um so I'm really anticipating that I'm able to get that so that I can have you know options options and of course I want the throne too so 
Um, so good stuff. And yeah, uh, your finish the 96 series is, is, is very solid. So i uh, really been enjoying your series on, uh, on what we need left uh, so that Hasbro can uh, hashtag finish the 96. There's still a bit, a little bit of ways to go. And uh, we've been seeing some, um, some things uh, that we'll talk about in just a little bit in terms of uh, an uptick in the number of those. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about the state of the vintage collection. So uh, every now and then what I, li- I like to do is kind of take a step back, see where uh, we started, see where things are, and then kind of talk a little bit about where we anticipate that things may be going. Um, so of course, as you know, the vintage collection um, came back in 2018. Uh, it was kind of off to a ro- rocky start, uh, and then things gradually got a, a little bit better for a little while. Then 2020 came, and there was another lull in, in the number of products we were seeing released. And then things kind of got better again towards the end of the year, going into this year. Um, so it's it's been quite a bit of a ride. Uh, of course, we're all here to support the vintage collection in every way that we can. Um, and we want to see it continue to get better and continue to expand and continue to see more people have access to it. So before we get into the details of all that, um, if you were to assign a letter grade to the vintage collection, Tim, currently, uh, what kind of a grade would you assign it? Oh, um, I don't want to give them too much credit because <laughs> I want it to get even better. So um, I'd say a C plus, I think, is a good is a good grade at the moment. I think um, it could be a lot better. Some of the uh, decisions that they've made regarding some of the figures uh, haven't been to my liking. But at the same time, um, the sheer amount that we're getting is is much. Uh, more in line with where where i want it to be so i can't i can't mm-hmm. complain with that i mean there is you know with the reveals and everything there is a lot coming and there's a lot to look forward to there's other things like you know for example that layer endor which you know that that sort of thing i just think needs to be improved upon those sorts of decisions but uh uh-huh. when i when i look back to where we were say may 2020 i i you know, I've got to be happy with with the way things are going right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely come a little bit away in the last year, and I don't think you're too far off. I'd probably say a B minus, uh, only because, I mean, I feel like it, it, it is a big deal that this line is continuing for me, and you know, we're, we're we are seeing improvements. But like you said, there there are a lot of things that we'd like to continue to see. Um, and I think that a lot of the expectations we have for the vintage collection aren't necessarily out of the realm of being reasonable mm. um you know just mark like last year uh, marking the anniversary of the empire strikes back we didn't really see too much for that no. um and you know we're going to continue to have anniversaries i mean that's just how things work right as time goes on so um so hopefully you know they've kind of learned uh, the lesson from that and um you know just just being conscientious of making sure that you have product to uh support any new major media event um as you know um, we didn't get anything from the Bad Batch um, at launch, and we still don't have anything. We have some things that are coming, I think, early next year, but those are still not even like main characters or anything. No. Um, so I, I think there there are a lot of things that can be worked on, but I think you know, as you also said, that you know, it has come a, a bit of a way since um, about May 2020. Yeah, I think the towards the end of last year, it was starting to pick up a bit, and. Um, you know we we're getting a bit of mandalorian product and things like that but 
this this year you know in the last couple of months it's it's been really good in terms of the, the output and what and what we're getting in the future as you say things like the bad batch is a bit disappointing and this is where we can get in the conversation of you know the difference in scales and perhaps hasbro feel that the type of customer is slightly different between the two scales and mm. i think a lot of the vintage collection fans possibly are more in tune with the o- the ot f- perhaps but i also think there's a a lot of people that would like characters from the new media mm-hmm. whether that be animation or or live action so you mentioned the bad batch absolutely i'd like to see figures from there you know and um yeah. we, we just have to look over at the black series and they're, they're getting them and, and then we're not but at the same time you know we are <laughs> we are getting some pretty cool stuff in the vintage collection as well but i th- i think for, for me to give it a better mark than a c plus then they need to start getting those characters out when when the shows are are out basically and then i'll then yeah. i'll then i'll put it up to like a b b plus or something <laughs> absolutely just capitalizing on on new media i think is hugely important you know we have a lot we have three shows coming out next year on disney plus we have cassie nandor series obi-wan kenobi and then Mandalorian season three. And of course, um, the Book of Boba Fett is starting at the end of this year, going into early next year. So I guess kind of like four series. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the, the Book of Boba Fett, I think it was announced just the other day, wasn't it? That it starts on the 29th. Yeah. So there's only going to be one episode in uh, 2021. The rest of it's going to be 2022. So I think the Andor uh, series is, is coming next. Mm-hmm. So it'll have to pretty much start virtually when when that one when the book of Boba Fett finishes. So it's exciting stuff. This hopefully hopefully has broken keep up with it all. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 going to be a juggling act for sure because you know a, as you noted, there's a lot of things that they've missed. Uh, Bad Batch. You know they weren't. You know we finally got Ahsoka and we finally got Maul, but those you know ideally we would have had those closer to when the series ended, right? Like last year yeah um so i mean there's there's a lot of things that i think they're gonna have to do to to balance everything you know just catching up um uh there's a lot of things we're missing still from rogue one from solo from you know we're finishing the 96 there's things that people are asking for from the sequels from the prequels as well um and then you're gonna have all the new media so i don't want them to get the wrong picture and think only focus on the new media um, but i want them I think the best thing for the vintage collection is when it's a well-rounded line that represents all facets of collectors. Um, and that's making sure that you do have, have figures to represent all areas of Star Wars and not just focusing on the new stuff and also not just focusing on what they've said before is is that they believe that collectors are are only interested in the original trilogy and the Mandalorian. Yeah, and that's why that wave that's coming out, uh, hopefully, at the end of this year which is the one with the Bib Fortuna in it I mean that wave is fantastic it's got something for everyone really I think but um and you know I think maybe four of the figures are all new and things like that so that's going to be a solid wave I can't I can't wait for that one and that that's the sort of thing I want them to do more of you know um give us give us characters some new media but then at the same time give us either decent updates or characters that they've never done before from the original trilogy and then that sixth character they've got in there is is that repack of the uh rebel soldier from hoth which Mm -hmm. you know everybody i think was was wanting them to do so that that wave to me just 
looks like and that they're listening you know <laughs> so i can't wait for that wave and i just hope there's more more like that but as you say next year it's going to be full of new media so they're going to have to try and keep up with all of that at the same time as you know just dribbling in a few other figures from other previous media it's going to be it'll be interesting to see what they do yeah and i mean you know we focus on the vintage collection of course but also you know that's something they're gonna to have to keep in mind for black series because black series since it's in, its inception really or i guess more accurately since 2015 when the force awakens came out has always been primarily focused on whatever the current um media is yeah um, you do get stuff when there's like not a movie coming out or, you know, when they do have time, they do go back and do original trilogy characters or prequel characters, but it's been very much focused on on current media. And um, I don't know that I necessarily want the vintage collection to follow that format. Um, I think it is important that they do represent some of the, the big players from these new shows. Um, but I also think that, you know, they need to make sure that they're focusing on getting stuff done from that we're lacking because there are some really notable absences in our collections at this point. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, I, you know, I do not need six different Kylo Ren's in, in the vintage collection, you know, just one, maybe, maybe two if if they get around to doing the Rise of Skywalker one or something. Eventually, that'd be enough for me. I don't need multiple different versions of that character. And as you say, yeah. that is what the black series is all about really you know the force awakens when those red and black boxes started that was 2015 wasn't it the first yes however many figures are, are all from the, the new films so um yeah there is there is definitely a, a more of a, a balancing act to do but at the same time i feel that for example the kenobi series you know if we don't get obviously kenobi and then maybe three or four of the the main characters in that in and around at the time that the show drops i'll be a little bit disappointed because obviously that's been in the works for so long now and it's not so much of a gamble for them anymore i think the mandalorian they've been playing catch up with that because they i think they really did wait to see whether the whole streaming service and that format of a star wars show would actually work mm -hmm. and how the audience would receive it and of course it's been a massive success and now they're yeah. now they're playing catch up so i think they've got a maybe take a few more risks and just kind of sort of believe in themselves that these shows are going to do well. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. Um, they, uh, I don't think anybody really anticipated the success of the Mandalorian. Um, I mean, Hasbro definitely played it safe. There were some things they didn't know about, right? Like Grogu, they had no idea about Grogu. Mm. Um, and you know, they've just been playing catch up ever since the show came out. Um, I think that, Part of um, what I would maybe expect uh, as we go into these new shows coming out is that, I mean, who do we know is going to be in Cassian in Andor's show? We know it's going to be Cassian, um, you know, at least him, right? So, okay, there's one figure you can make going to Obi-Wan. We know Obi-Wan's going to be in it. We know that Darth Vader's been officially announced, so they can they can do those two figures. Um, and then, you know, just I think I, probably like the way I would recommend they approach it is, you know, make sure you have the major players ready to go pretty close to launch. Yeah. Um, and I know things are all up in the air right now with shipping and timing, you know, manufacturing, all that. But um, I think the goal would be to have at least the major players ready. And then if they want to see what fans react to in terms of other characters that are in these shows, then maybe they can make a plan like 
in the vintage collection going forward to, to try and slot some of those other well-liked characters in. But I mean, so there's some really obvious ones that I think they can focus on um, to have ready to go once the shows drop. Yeah, and the, the, the Book of Boba Fett's a great example because obviously we had that um, teaser at the end of The Mandalorian. We know that uh, obviously Boba Fett's in it and we know that Fennec Shan's in it because she's sitting next to him on the throne. So my guess is that Hasbro... Um, had the book of Boba Fett not exist, we probably would have got those two figures on a Mandalorian card from the season two. But now they've got their own show, perhaps they're holding them back. And hopefully when the book of Boba Fett drops, those are two that they would have had in production for for ages. That's my hope anyway. Like, so we'll get those on book yeah. of Boba Fett cards rather than Mandalorian cards. Right. Yeah, that would be ideal. I think that, you know, that makes sense. I mean, they, we know that this show's coming. They know they've known for a while now that this show's coming and those designs, presumably they've had access to them. So, um, you know, I think those would, those would make sense to have ready to go right out the gate. And, you know, hopefully we'll learn more um, during PulseCon next next month. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely they're going to have to balance it out because, um, you know, they still need to finish the 96. They still need to finish Rogue One. I mean, we're... Who are we missing from Rogue One? We're still missing quite a few, right? Baze Malbus. Uh, we're still missing uh, Director Krennic. I'd love to see. Yeah. Uh, Bodhi Rook. Yeah. Um, Those are the three. I think that the main three that I would, that I would like uh, from Rogue One. Yeah, totally. And uh, I mean, even going back to Solo, we still don't have Dryden Voss. We still don't have Kieran or Kessel outfit. We still don't have um, Beckett or Val. So I mean, there's. You know, I, I don't know that it, there's not necessarily like a rush to do some of these, right? But I think they do. It, it is wise for them to pepper them in and represent all of the saga as they continue to, to make plans for the vintage collection and not just focus on the Mandalorian and the OT. Yeah, and Solo, I'm not sure if that... I don't really know what to think about Solo because I personally love it. I think it's a great film. Me too. It is a little bit strange that it's somebody else playing Harrison Ford, but, you know, we've got over that and... <laughs> Uh, not playing Harrison Ford sorry playing Han Solo but um, <laughs> it is somebody different and and that kind of worried me before I went to see that film but I th- it was a great film it's great fun and there's so many so many characters in there you could all you know have a whole line of well they did do a line in 5POA but you know there's so many of those that could be in in the vintage collection um, I just don't know how many other people there are like me that, that you know because I, I know that some people have a few issues with that film but maybe perhaps not as much as the sequel trilogy perhaps but um i think it definitely was was tarred a little bit because of uh the middle of the uh the middle of the uh sequel trilogy so you um, can say the name tim (laughs) yeah the last jedi (laughs) um yeah i didn't want to say it but uh yeah, so it's it's a funny one, Solo, isn't it? I don't know how well those figures sold, the Solo and the, the Lando. I, I like those figures, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I loved it too. I thought it was, you know, just a purely fun, adventurous Star Wars film. That, you know, at its root, that's all really Star Wars is, right? So I think it did a good job at excelling at that. Um, and I'd love to see more because, I mean, it, what, what frustrates me about that one in particular is we got Lando, who's fantastic, but Han came out like right before him and he didn't have photo reels. So he looks not so good. Mm. Um, so, 
But yeah, I mean, if if they were able to find an opportunity to, you know, just pepper in figures from Solo or Rogue One, or maybe that's what they're already trying to do, but I think they're going to have to be a little more conscientious about it as they have to focus on more of the new content that's coming out. Because yeah, we do want to see figures from the new content, but we don't want them to overwhelm the line so that it's only new figures when we do have all these other ones that we're always talking about getting done, right? Yeah, and they kind of make a rod for their own back, really. For example, with the Rogue One figures this year, because it leaves you wanting more and it leaves you, you know, they give you the K2SO and you think, okay, great. Now I've got Cassian, I've got K2SO. You know, now where's where's my Bodhi Rook? Where's, you know, you start, where's my ba- where's my Baze Malbus to go with the Chirrut that you've just given me? So giving <laughs> us those figures is great because we want them, but then you end up wanting the others quicker and perhaps... Hasbro's view is that you maybe have to wait another year or so or two years for them to get round to them to have the to have the space especially next year as you say with the with the amount of new media that's coming out right exactly yeah that that's a good point it it does leave you wanting more when you have just a taste of those Mm. of that team you know whether it's Rogue One whether it's Solo whether it's um you know sequel figures I mean Vintage Collection still hasn't had a fin uh, for sequel, yeah. you know, trilogies. So, I mean, there are some glaring omissions, you know, regardless of, you know, what anybody's personal feelings are about any of those shows or films or whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely think the best approach is to, to represent, you know, all fa- aspects of, of the fandom in vintage with the emphasis on things that people especially are willing to support. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to see a little bit more of a, of an emphasis on all areas. Cause I think even the prequels haven't really had too much come out for other than, than repacks, right. For, for this leg of the vintage collection. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of one that we've had to be honest, apart from the repacks. Yeah. So the repacks um, and the one clone trooper, I think that's, that's about it. And that was an exclusive online, I think. So, yeah. So yeah, it's, and I asked that question in the Hasbro Q and A because next year's the 20th anniversary of attack of the clones um you know and i don't expect them to give you know do a whole massive thing like they did for the empire strikes back in the black series for example but you know maybe a mini beat like they called it for the for the rogue one this year you know maybe just two or three figures but i honestly can tell you if they have the room because of the amount of new media uh for next year next year is going to be really really interesting yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I also don't agree, think that they're going to have a big a big thing for Attack of the Clones in, in either scale. <laughs> but, no, no. Uh, I mean, they just did a pretty pretty well-rounded Black Series wave for Attack of the Clones last year, and it was a, it was a really stellar wave. You know, a lot of, you know, aliens, you know, a few aliens and main characters. and um, But, you know, I'd, I'd like to see some of that carry over to vintage so you know like you said a mini beat you know as, as they refer to it i think would be the right uh, approach you know maybe you have one per wave for three waves or something or you have one wave that focuses a little bit more on that film i think you know just little things like that i think would be quite appreciated by collectors yeah a, a dooku would be a good start <laughs> yes <laughs> a glaring omission so that would be that would uh, that would be the best place to start i would think but yeah yeah yeah, and they still have those, uh, you know, those Black Series three and three quarter um, Attack of the Clones Anakin and Padme Amidala that yeah. you know, haven't been, those versions haven't been in, in vintage before. So, you know, pretty easy to bring those in, you know, then give us a new Dooku and there you go. Yeah, and they're not, they're not <laughs> shy of, with going back to that Black Series line. So 
yeah and those two are decent enough they're decent enough figures yeah i would i would agree with that put photo reel on them i think they'll they'll be even better and you know they can if they want to take advantage of those uh fan channel exclusives you know you can always bring back the super battle droid or Mm -hmm. you know some of those figures that are just going for a killing of money on on the secondary market yeah absolutely yeah yeah, and I'm still pulling for Dorme, uh, the Padme's handmaiden. I've always wanted to figure Dorme. I know it's kind of obscure, <laughs> but <laughs> I've always wanted them to do that because why not? Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Um, so, Tim, going going into next year, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about character selection and you know, f- pulling from different uh, aspects of the Star Wars media for Hasbro to, to focus on. What other things would you like to see Hasbro uh, continue to work at as we move into? Um, 2022 um well i there's certain things about the vintage collection that i that i would like them to do to sort of just flesh it out a little bit i mean the the figures are great and i'm ultimately about the figures so you know i don't necessarily need play sets necessarily i it's mainly about the figures for me but i would like to see more vehicles and i would especially like to see them to do like creatures and things like that so you know your, your smaller boxed items which um aren't going to be hundreds of dollars um things like that a blurg is a great example you know i think hopefully that will come um but you know that sort of size creature new dewback maybe that kind of thing just just to flesh it out a little bit um mm-hmm. not too concerned about large vehicles personally i mean i you know i love i love the falcon and everything and uh but they've they've done a lot of them before so there isn't too many of them to 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 do really of course there's new media to consider but right um speeder bike for example that'd be a great one but yeah just the smaller the smaller more affordable things that perhaps they could get into retail that's what i would like them to do but I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where they'll go with that. Really, I think they've gone down the the playset route. They think that works, and I do like the playsets. You know, uh, but I think I think you know small vehicles and um, creatures are, are being neglected somewhat. Yeah, definitely. That that's a recurring theme that I hear from collectors. You know, where are the small vehicles? Where are the creatures at? Um, you know, we they did a pretty well good job earlier in in the three and the quarter inch modern line history of you know, getting out vehicles, getting out um, creatures and things like that. But very few have actually been represented in the vintage collection. I think we had, what, the Tauntaun yeah. in the first leg, couple, you know, both versions. Um, I can't really think of anything else we got. We had, like, speeder bikes, but those weren't even in the vintage collection. No. Well, the, I think the only one that we've had is 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 the Tauntaun. Um, and that that's what I mean. It needs to, you know, that box is great as well. It looks like the you know the the vintage kenner one that sort of mm-hmm. style um I'd, I'd love to see them do that a dewback would be would be a good one um yeah a new dewback a new dewback yeah a new one um uh, you know as good as the black a scaled down version of the black series one would be perfect because that is a great yeah oh yeah that is a great model um but yeah it all depends what's in the new media of course you know as i say the blurg for me is is, is a huge one because it was in so many episodes um right so you know you've got your mando you've got your quill but you can't you haven't got the you haven't got the 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 blurg to put him on and the mission fleet's got him so 
<laughs> yeah, the blurg is is comes up a lot, and you know if if they made a blurg, it's not like we're just gonna buy one. I mean, first of all, if you're if you're a box collector as well, you know you're gonna buy a couple. If you're trying to give all your characters a blurg, well, there were several in the Mandalorian, so you're gonna buy several. So I mean, I think there's a lot of potential there, and it, to me, it kind of seems like even the sort of thing that would appeal to a more casual buyer as well. Yeah, absolutely, and it's from the Mandalorian show as well, right. so stick that label on it and it should sell so yeah absolutely and um yeah i know a lot of people are asking for the uh the speeder bike um i think the only small vehicle we got in the first leg was the land speeder yeah um and that was that was great uh they could re they could bring that back i know that one's pretty expensive now in the secondary market as well um speeder bike you know it, it could serve return of the jedi or mandalorian you know i don't think it would it would do poorly <laughs> either way um and um Yes, I mean, there's there's options that they have to work with, I think, existing options, right, in some cases, uh, that it would just be a matter of updating the paint and um, finding a slot, you know, packaging, all that. But, I mean, they do have some things at their disposal they could potentially work with. And then, you know, new things like blurgs, new things like a scaled-down Black Series do-back um, would be pretty pretty cool. I, I know that we got a Wampa, um, was it like a couple of years ago, but it wasn't like... It wasn't a vintage collection Wampa, right? It was just, it's just more of like a basic. Yeah, but it's a great Wampa. It's got loads of articulation. I was really surprised. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It's a good, it's a good, you know, it's maybe not, if they'd made it for the vintage collection, maybe it would have had a, a, a bit more. But for that line, I was quite surprised, you know, what it could do. Um, yeah, that's true. But the, the vehicles in TVC 2.0 have actually been really good. So... But just not this year for some reason. So, um, as I say, it seems like they've doubled down on the on the play sets and mini mini dioramas. Maybe that for that world building aspect. But um, you know, if you look at like the skiff, for example, that's a great great ship. Really fairly priced as well, in my opinion. And I I, mm -hmm. I picked up two or three of those. You've got the troop transport, which is a nice vehicle for. Uh, which is going to go very well with that upcoming Navarro playset, which we have most of the figures for, for that particular scene. Um, and the Rogue One tank was a, was a brilliant vehicle. So they have they have done them since the Vintage Collection's come back, uh, the right. kind of smaller ones. But for some reason this year, I'm struggling to remember if they have given us one, to be honest. I think it's just been playsets. Yeah, just uh, yeah, not really vehicles. I mean, now we're now on talk. Merrick's uh, X-wing is, is is hitting right. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there's that one. I I mustn't forget about that because I do have that already. Uh, but it, <laughs> but that that is a repaint, and that that to me is them trying to get that figure out rather than rather yeah. than, rather than the vehicle. And um, I I'm stoked that I've got it because it's the blue blue leader X-wing, and we've got Antok Merrick, fantastic. But I think. Um, you know, may, maybe even a bit small because it's still like 100 and, 120 or something pounds over here, it's maybe a bit more. Yeah. So, you know, I'm talking about things that are in like the 40, 50 zone, you know, just like the skiff, basically. The yeah. skiff's a great, great example. No, totally. And, you know, the play sets are in that, that neighborhood as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that is a pretty, pretty uh, attractive price point at this point if you're talking about a quality um, collector line like the vintage collection so yeah i think they could if they targeted that maybe you do a pack that has like a couple speeder bikes and has um a figure or um a land speeder that has 
uh, figure to, you know, I think that, you know, targeting that, that price point maybe should be the goal rather than targeting the format. Maybe they look at some, like, looking at the $50 mark and then finding product that would make sense at that price point in order to uh, get some of these smaller vehicles out there and, and even new vehicles, uh, you know, of a more substantial size, like like you're saying, like the combat tank, like the uh, the troop transport, things like that. Yeah, yeah, that mid, so, yeah, sort of like maybe the 70, 70 uh, dollar stroke pounds area. I think the tank was sixty nine ninety nine. I, I can't really remember exactly how much it was, but I thought it's again reasonable value for something that's a, a, a decent, a decent uh, vehicle with with plenty of detail on it and everything. You know, it wasn't doesn't look cheaply made or anything. So, um, but yeah, with with the speeder bike, that's a crazy one for me because they could just literally do double bubble on that one they could give you the the, the brown one from the <laughs> return of the jedi and then <laughs> paint it white and you've got the one from the mandalorian they've done that in the black series so right it's it's a weird one because that that sort of thing for me suits the vintage collection more so yeah yeah no it definitely would make uh would make sense um and yeah there's there's a lot of things too you know in, in their you know, if, if providing they still have access to their arsenal of things like the cloud car, things like, you know, the Jedi Starfighter, you know, in that, what would probably be closer to that price point at this point in, in time, Yeah, that they could bring back. I mean, I know there's a lot of things like that that could potentially make their way in the vintage collection and add in some, in some way, I don't, I don't know what their feelings are on, because we haven't really seen them bring back a whole lot, right? Other than like the X-Wing, like most of the stuff we've been seeing as far as vehicles go have been like new sculpts. Yeah. So I do wonder what their feelings are in bringing things back like the cloud car, bringing things back like, I'm just looking over my shoulder. <laughs> um, you know, just as examples, the Sith Infiltrator, just things like that that they could come back and, and you know, pr- provide new products in the vintage collection with updated paint and yeah. all that. Clone Turbo Tank, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, clone turbo tank. Um, I yeah, they didn't really touch a whole lot in ter- like you're saying in terms of vehicles, um, uh, during the 1.0 part of the vintage collection. At least from the se- from the, primarily from the prequels, there wasn't a whole lot. I think it was a Jedi Starfighter, Obi Wan's right, and there was mm. the ATDPE or um, a couple of those. But um, yeah, I agree also with what you said though. Like huge, huge vehicles, although fun, like the Falcon, like the Sail Barge, like. Yeah, those are great, uh, but you know, realistically, I don't have a ton of room for like a whole lot of really, really big things if they, you know. <laughs> yeah, and they're super expensive, aren't they? You know, they are. So yeah, they, you know, retail. I guess don't really want to touch them because they take up a lot of space right. and and they're expensive. Maybe they don't think they're going to sell. I don't know, but um, yeah, I think I think if they can, I mean, the cloud cars, cloud cars, a great example. I, I would love one of those in a vintage in a vintage style box you know yeah. sit very nicely next to the snow speeder and the land speeder all those ones that are around that that size so yeah that's another one they could do this the snow speeder in a vintage box yeah it's nice to see those big things but unless they really don't you know unless they really make sense like i feel like the razor crest okay that makes sense um i know a lot of people are asking for the gunship to come back um you know that would probably make sense you know with the as we were saying with the anniversary of attack of the clones coming next year you know maybe that'd be a good opportunity for them to look at bringing that back as an exclusive or you know bringing it back somehow or another yeah that well that um, one's so expensive on the secondary market the vintage collection one version of that it is it's crazy yes. um 
and obviously they've released the uh the gendy clone wars figures <laughs> so it makes me want the what it makes me want the one that's painted up like the shark you know so uh, yeah, but of course that's... i don't e- i don't own the other one either so i you know i think if if i had to choose between the two it'd probably be the one from attack of the clones from the live the live you know action so right yeah that'd be the most recognizable one i think and you know i think given given what it's going for you know it makes sense to bring it back somehow so we'll see i mean i i've bought a bunch of the gunships before but if they brought it back and i knew it was going to be like the top notch ultimate like (laughs) highest quality gunship i would totally buy it again because why not (laughs) of course yeah yeah so cool so let's hope that things continue to improve for tvc um you know they're they've they've made some some strides in some aspects you know likenesses have gotten better articulation systems are improving um i think that uh, character selection has been pretty pretty good over these last several months um you know 2021 um and um you know there's some good stuff that we're seeing so let's just hope that the momentum continues and that uh, they find a way to balance out the entire line as we move into next year with all these shows coming and everything. Yeah, and I think they're definitely listening, which is really important. Um, you know, when they brought out that play set with the uh, carbon freezing chamber, it got a lot of hate, I want to say. Not necessarily because of the standard of the of the play set, which I didn't think was up to, up to vintage collection standards, but because we were missing so many of the figures. And, right. you know, like in terms of in today's standards and Lobot's coming they've done they've done Lando so they've they've rectified that um you know everybody that I know has been screaming about Bib Fortuna because he wasn't out for when the Jabba's Palace playset came out they're doing yeah. him and man is he going to be worth the wait he just looks incredible so um yeah I you know I think they're listening which is which is a which is a good thing yeah yeah, I think they are too, and um, hugely important, hugely important stuff. All right, so Tim, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Hasbro PulseCon, which is coming up uh, in October uh, or next month, or by the time this video goes live, it'll or it'll already be October. So, tell me a little bit about your expectations for PulseCon. Uh, just just considering what's coming in the near future in terms of Star Wars content and what we're missing currently. Um, what are a few expectations you have for um, Hasbro PulseCon for TVC? Well, first of all, I I have no idea what they're going to do um, because because we're in that sort of limbo stage where we've already had quite a lot of stuff announced already, and I believe they're going to be doing another small reveal before PulseCon happens. So PulseCon's at the end of October, so it, it leads me to believe that. A lot of what we're going to see there is definitely going to be for next year. And because of that, a lot of that is new media stuff. And they can't really show you that because they don't want to spoil stuff. So that's where I'm sort of stuck about what what we're going to get from from PulseCon. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope hope we see the the Navarro playset. I hope we see that. Um, I hope we see all the cardbacks for the rest of the wave from the Bib Fortuna wave. So I want to see the Bo-Katan. I want to see the Quill and and those ones. Um, Although they don't really sort of, you know, show off card backs necessarily. Once the figure's been announced, that's it. You know, they just sort of drop those randomly. Um, 
so yeah but i hope we see the navarro playset what that's all about and then i guess i'm just hoping that we just get some more um pipeline stuff but again it's 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 difficult because as i said they can't really spoil stuff that's coming so maybe maybe the ones that are like obvious like the book of boba fett i think it's pretty obvious that we're going to be getting a uh, a boba fett in his rearmor and and fennec shan because they're they were teased in the in the at the end of the mandalorian season three so it would be great if they even just sort of confirmed that yes they're coming and maybe maybe even that we'll get them in and around while the show's on that would be that would be quite nice yeah I think that'd be really cool to see. Um, yeah, that'd be really neat. And like you said, it, it's there's there, there could be opportunities for them to come out with stuff before we even get to, to PulseCon, just like they did this week with the George Lucas Stormtrooper. That kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I have a few expectations. Um, I don't, you know, these are just guesses um, based off what we're missing. So I, I feel like maybe we'll hopefully get an announcement for Rogue One. Um, I don't know if it'll be Baze or Bodhi, but I kind of feel like maybe that would be a good one for me to guess on. Um, the Book of Boba Fett, hopefully we see, uh, maybe we get a glimpse at a couple of figures from that. I mean, we know Fennec Shan's in the show. We know Boba Fett's in the show. So, you know, those are kind of some obvious ones they could maybe mm. um, let us know. Those wouldn't be like huge reveals, I don't think. But they would, for us to see them for the first time, I think would, would be pretty cool. Um, and uh, Mandalorian, um, I don't know. I have a feeling we're going to get a dark trooper sooner yeah. rather than later. I was just about to say that. Yeah, I think <laughs> the Mandalorian's already out there. We know we're getting a season three. Um let, let's get some more of those season two characters and the dark trooper is is the one isn't it yeah that's the one i think everyone wants so totally. <laughs> good army builder and, um, one that i wouldn't be shocked to see either yeah um given that we got the uh the uh is it the inferno trooper the the flame trooper yeah last year um would be a, a very easy repaint uh, the mordar trooper i think would be oh yeah yeah the more yeah the guy with the yellow yeah absolutely yeah mm-hmm. is it yellow or is it orange yellow people say yellow yeah yellowy orange. orange color yeah he would be yeah, yeah a very easy <laughs> easy one for them to do wouldn't it that'd be good yeah yeah all they need to do is the accessory right and then they can bring that out so i think that makes sense to me um prequels i have no idea if they're if they are planning anything for attack of the clones i don't personally anticipate we'll see anything for prequels announced until next year um that's just me i could be wrong i hope i'm wrong um but um i just have a feeling like if they do decide to do any kind of mini beat or something for attack of the clones that you know they're probably not going to announce it quite yet no um and uh yeah other than that uh let's see um again we haven't seen anything from um any main characters from the bad batch so maybe if they wanted to announce like a hunter or you know, one of those characters I think would make would make sense at this point. Um, but maybe they'll just try to avoid that team entirely, since you know we're already way past the show coming out, and they, then they'd be committed to having to do the rest of them. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's so strange. They, it almost <laughs> makes me wonder. You know, why do that four pack? Easy four pack for them to do. They're all, you know, repaints of existing sculpts and what have you. But right. why tease us with like anything bad batch if you're not going to give us the the main 
dudes you know i think that'd be i think that's just completely pointless so may maybe you're right maybe maybe PulseCon will be the the time that we get those at least pipelined you know just to say that they are you know we know we're late with them but they are coming yeah that that would be something that'd be something i mean you know i think yeah it would um i had a okay so this is weird i had a dream last night that about you know because the kind of things that you know tvc collectors dream about i had a dream that (laughs) that they announced an ezra bridger as coming right (laughs) so but then again you know one of it's one of those things okay if they do one then people are going to expect them to do the rest of them so it's like do they even go there i don't know yeah well, there's rumors, isn't there, that he might be in the Ahsoka show in 2023. So you might you might have to wait until then for that one. Uh, but yeah, it's it's again, it's like exactly like the Bad Batch. It's you give us one of them, you've got to give us them all because they are a proper a proper team, aren't they? Um, yeah. Rogue yeah. One, they've kind of got away with it. There's a few that we need from the team, but you know the bad batch it's a batch of figures isn't it like you can't you can't you can't just give us hunter and then go there you go that's that's your lot yeah yeah that's it's a tricky thing i don't envy you know their position of having to figure out you know what they touch and what they don't and you know what they only partially get into because i mean that's you for that you definitely need the team i feel like for rebels you definitely need the team and for rogue one you definitely need the whole team so but I feel like, unlike the other two, Rogue One's the only one that really seems at this point like realistic that you know eventually we might get the rest of them. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I you know they could always utilize the existing six-inch um, Rebels figures and scale them down or Bad Batch, and you know I mean it's not like it's impossible. They don't have to necessarily start from scratch on any of them, mm. but just the fact that they would have to slot all those figures in over the next couple of years, I don't know that they're that's a commitment they're ready to make. Yeah. I think it, it always comes down to this, you know, tooling budget that they have for newly tooled right. figures. And if you, you know, you've kind of got to look into the future and say, right, well, you know, you might get three newly tooled figures from the Andor series, three from the uh, Obi Wan series, three or four from Book of Boba Fett, a couple more from the Mandalorian, and then that's your budget gone. So um, all the other figures that you that we get a sort of partial retools repaints and, and that kind of thing so i i don't envy them and but at the same time i think it's their own fault because they've they've created that backlog really um right, they're, pl- they're the ones playing catch up so it's a bit unfortunate yeah. it's a bit unfortunate really for the fans of course that's true and uh whoever is in charge of holding that that money bag as well you know i mean they could always budget more for the vintage collection i mean that's that's uh you know i know it's not 2010 anymore but i mean it doesn't have to be 2018 either you know they could budget more um especially if the line is doing as well as it seems to be doing from our perspective um they could definitely add more um allocate more funds um for the star wars team to, to for them to work with and, and create more more options for releases so um i mean yeah. if you look at it we've got so we've got the book of boba fett we've got andor we've got obi-wan we've got season two of bad batch and season three of mandalorian all in the next 14 months yeah. 15 <laughs> months so back in 2010 they did not have five star wars programs to to do you know like the legacy collections no. Uh, they had the Clone Wars 
line of that legacy collection, didn't they? And then, of course, a lot of obscure characters, um, people like Jiran and um, yeah. the uh, Rancor Keeper and things like that were in that line. Some awesome figures in that line. Um, but, you know, they didn't have these five... You know, they've got to up the budget. That's, I just can't see how else they're going to do it. They have to invest more money. Otherwise, it's just, they're just never going to... They're never. They're already playing catch up, and then they've got five shows on their doorstep that they've got to create. Uh, you know, merch for it's it's crazy. Right, it is crazy. It's um, come on, Bean Counters, give them some more money. <laughs> you know, easy, easy enough solution. Just give them double the bit. No, I don't know, but yeah, give them more money. And you know, even uh, even like if you think about the percentages wise, like maybe you, you increase the budget by fifteen percent, maybe that's like an extra wave each year. You know. Yeah. I mean, something like that would would I don't think is unreasonable. But then again, I'm not sitting there <laughs> looking over their financials. So, but there's, do you think like they almost don't want to miss the the boat really either? Because potentially the hype around Star Wars could be at new levels next year with the amount of stuff that's coming out. I mean, the hype around just the Mandalorian while that was on just the one show was crazy. Um, yeah you know they've got five on their doorstep which okay one's animation but the other four we already know the mandalorian's success the book of boba fett's a sort of um sub you know program of that so you've got two winners there already and then it's just whether andor and obi-wan can hit those heights but i'm sure they will so right it's yeah they've got it they've just got a i think they don't want to well if i was them i wouldn't want to miss the boat i'd be trying to put out as much stuff as i possibly could i mean they they know at this point what how how big star wars can be at it when it's at its highest points mm. so um you know who's there, whoever is in charge of dictating what amount of money goes to you know these these separate lines you know hopefully has that updated data with the sales of you know baby yoda product from last year and you know just the sheer volume at which um stuff is selling through right like black series uh, well primarily vintage collection at this point like you know you're just seeing nothing sticks around stuff sells out online they have to make multiple runs of some of these figures yeah um over and over again to meet demand so yeah i mean i i feel like everything is is right there for the taking and i just hope that uh, the powers that be are able to um have enough um sense to uh, to make sure that the Star Wars team has access to the resources and funds that they need in order to make the line uh, to for it to continue to be a success and to branch out and to attract potentially more buyers who are going to come on board and um, really invest in the vintage collection. Yeah, and going back to at the top of the show when we're talking about the state of the vintage collection, I mean, it's healthy now. It's, you know, people are chomping at the bit for it. As you say, it's selling out whenever they bring bring something out it sells out instantly um you know the the furore of that emperor wave arriving in uh, targets and walmarts or wherever you were picking them up from and i'm sitting in the uk really jealous <laughs> that you've got them you know but everyone's like you know everyone's talking about it online where can you get them this that and the other i mean i think i think the line is is definitely in a much healthier place than it was so yeah. They need to capitalize on it, I think. They do. I mean, that's, you know, that they're in the business of, of making money and <laughs> they could easily make more money by making more product mm. to sell. So absolutely. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. So, hey, Tim, it's been a blast. Um, Where can our listeners, and I'm sure they all know, but where can they go to look you up on the interwebs? On the interwebs. uh, My YouTube channel is the main place that I'm at, at, which is uh, the Bosk's Bounty YouTube channel. And I'm mostly on Twitter and Instagram. That's kind of the two places I hang out the most. But I do have Facebook as well. But it's always at Bosk's Bounty. I managed to secure those names. So... (laughs) (laughs) nice love it so i will include links in the show notes um, so that our listeners can if for some reason they're not already following you that way they uh, get their act together and head over to your socials and your youtube page so that they can follow some excellent content on star wars the vintage collection appreciate it yeah thank you of course bring it on hasbro just give me as much as you can (laughs) (laughs) i'm totally in agreement with you there bring it on hasbro we're ready to to shell out some more of our hard-earned money uh, for more action figures uh, as we have been willing to do for the last i don't know how many years yeah. at this point so keep it coming and uh you know i think if they continue to do right by the line and by collectors they'll, they'll continue to attract more collectors as has been have been coming on board these last couple of years so absolutely. Uh, it'll, it'd be good stuff all around absolutely here here all right tim thanks again and have a good one we'll talk soon all right thank you guys cheers thank you victoria Thank you for listening to the Vintage Collection Podcast. For the latest developments, be sure to visit BanthaSkull.com and follow our contributors via the links in our show notes. You can follow Victoria's Cantina on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more Star Wars toy collecting content, subscribe to the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel and listen to the Cantina Chatter Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can spare a moment or two, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word about the show. No matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Vintage Collection Podcast. Collect them all, and may the force be with you.